and brew. We're recording now. <coughs> that's all one. That's that's gross. Number one. What up? What's happening, man? So mm-hmm. you you've made us take a month off. Months. First of all, this is a three. celebrity beef podcast <laughs> where we review beefs between different celebrities, give our takes on it, do a little bit of this, a little You've bit of that. You've never done an intro before. I'm trying. I'm trying to elevate it because I have taken a lot of time off. But to be fair, I've also been very sick. How sick have you been? Wheel of fortune. <laughs> um, Walking pneumonia sick. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to work? <laughs> that's a really sore subject i might quit in the morning so please don't uh, sorry i can't make jokes <laughs> not about work didn't realize i wasn't allowed to joke yes about yes so i've been sick for the past like three weeks yeah the world has missed us it has it has I'm, missed I'm, me people have been saying what's the deal with the podcast man ain't nobody say that no no one no one has said that <laughs> that hasn't happened um so how you feeling i feel better i still cough i can't did the Stairmaster for 10 minutes today and was wheezing. And that was a bad decision on my part. I'm sorry. Yeah, I couldn't stop wheezing. And then a guy... Wheezy! <laughs> for real. <laughs> go living far, up to go my far, name. Go far. No, go far. Okay. What does Landon say when he laughs? I don't know. Oh. Chuck, chuck. Or... What does he say? Knock, knock, knock. Like that? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, I don't, he doesn't do that around he me. He does that so with me and it pisses me off. That's probably why he does it. Uh, yeah, so I was coughing and I was wheezing and the guy next to me was like... You're inconveniencing me while I'm watching old Drew or Uncle Drew is a Uncle terrible, Drew, terrible, terrible movie. It is not a good movie. It, it is, it is, it is bad. It is very bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's garbage. Oh, Netflix. We got a lot of Netflix to catch the world up on. You want to get into that? You ready? Netflix reviews. How was that? What have we watched on Netflix? Working Moms. Oh, oh! It has been a minute. Yeah, we liked working moms. Working moms was, was was good. It's because they showed tits at the very beginning. That was smart. So, working moms is uh the Netflix. I've actually got a few Netflix things I've watched, but you don't like watching the Netflix things. I what? Imagine. Yeah, because I watched uh Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj, and you didn't watch that. I I recommended it to you several times, and you were like, "I don't watch stupid things. You watch, you idiot." And I'm like, "All right, well, sorry, you're you're Let's- a stupid bitch." And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I never I never said and that. And I never called him a stupid idiot. No, no, she does that all the time. So, um, With my eyes. Working Moms was good, though. So t- tell them about the story. About the... Don't make fun of the lady with her <laughs> lips. That is weird, though. I didn't say anything. Do you think it was, like, honest? Okay, so the main character on Working Moms... So, back up. I'm going way too yes, far Yes, yes, you're, you're jumping. Do you want me to tell them? Or go ahead, don't go ahead. do the nail thing, because you got your nails done, and you're clicking and clacking over there. All right, I'm so... I'm a new woman. Work... work <laughs> <laughs> the Working Moms is a show about. It's a good show. It's on Netflix, and uh, this episode's about thirty minutes, which I like. Are they? Um, they're short, and mm-hmm. then uh, basically it's about these moms. It's a group of moms that go to like a mommy and me kind of class. Or do the babies there? The babies there too. Yeah, right? it's, they go, it's mommy. It's and like me. a mommy and me class, and they all have different stories. And I thought it was gonna be kind of weak, but the opening uh, scene in the first episode, these three ladies are just showing off their their tits, and I thought that was a very smart way to engage the male audience because I watched more of it. Not solely based on that, but uh, I want to say like 30% based on that. Did you know that the, uh, one of the co-creator, uh, Catherine Rittman, did It's Always Sunny? Is that the actress with the lips? I think so. I could see it. She's funny. Yes, it is. Yes, it she's is. She's funny. Like, yeah, I think she's, she's got to be a stand-up comic. I would, I would watch her stand-up. She seems like, like a genuinely funny person. Um, but anyway, so that's how they start the series off. And basically it chronicles, uh, like these, uh, four or five moms that are all going through the transition of having a kid and then going back, get your feet. Come on, man. I hear that all in the, you don't hear that? 
I didn't hear any. I'm oh, sorry. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and then you do it again. All right, Ellie. But you didn't hear it. <laughs> so anyway, um, it chronicles them going back to work after if you'd like. having children. Am I doing a bad job? Yeah. You're, no. Oh, all right. No, go you're for doing it. Fine. No, I mean, I've, I've been it's shut fine. down already. So warm, loyal PR executive Kate and her longtime friend, no-nonsense psychiatrist Anne, attend a judgmental mommy's group where they meet timid IT tech Jenny and a blind, optimistic real estate agent Frankie. The four quickly become unlikely friends, sharing struggles of urban motherhood filled with chaos, toddlers, tantrums, careers, and identity crisis. Crises? Crises. Ugh. All while trying to achieve the holy girl a sense of self. The ensemble of comedy is largely drawn from the personal experiences of star co-creator Catherine Rittman. Yeah, she's she funny. She is blackish, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Blackish too. She wow. Yeah. yeah, she's she's been across the board, and she's got this thing with her lips. I don't know. I think she had like what do you say? She had like botched, a, uh, botched lip injection. Yeah, because like the side of her lips look like wings a little bit. Like they kind of hang down and sag. But she's she's funny. But she's still pretty. She and she. No, well, they're they're I, all pretty. No, they're all stunning. That. You you think a lot of women are stunning because you're like women's empowerment over there. Um, me on the women other hand, women are beautiful. They're all smart and powerful and intelligent. What is this like a dev commercial? Um, okay, so anyway, uh, but yeah, I like the show. What would you give it? So tell them a little bit about the show from your perspective. What do you think about it? I mean, you've had no, kids, you're a working mom, all those things. I think it really shows the struggle of being a mom and, and kind of the struggle of, of society that it places on you. Like even being in the mommies groups, there's some moms are like, well, I'm a stay at home mom because that's what's best for Jimmy and I value my family. Or remember how they said yeah. you can't tell the kids no? Yeah. Like this is a, this is a no inward group. This is, yeah, 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 and yeah, not yeah, an N when they're like, excuse me? Right, right, right. Who said right. the N <laughs> <laughs> and it was really just, uh, um, just can't the say end. no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, it, it it's it's a struggle to balance life and work, and even becoming a new mom, you kind of that was a very loud bird. Yeah, he he's, he wants something. I'm talking like <laughs> did you just stop. put him in his place? Um, you know, I mean, even becoming a new mom, you kind of lose yourself because you're up to your neck and fucking diapers and yeah. breastfeeding and then um, and Frankie went shit. through the postpartum and that was really, that actually stuck yeah. out to me because you were like that's what it's like and I'm like yeah Damn. I think so she does go through a postpartum depression and I think hers is a little more on the dramatic side um, and so you said it's not always that extreme it's not always that extreme but it can be that extreme and even another woman in the show her name was Jenny she also went through post um, post postpartum postpartum I was like postmortem and Postmortem, post post like dead, wrongs? being dead. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, no yeah. that's not it. Um, postpartum, and it was more like she wanted to get away from her baby. She wasn't feeling attached. Oh, she yeah, didn't yeah, want yeah. to be around. I didn't her know dad. that was a, a form of postpartum yeah, too. Absolutely, yeah. she almost left the dad. Well, they, they, they he left the her. season with yeah, the end of the season when they were splitting up, and yeah, and he was like, "I'll take the baby." Yeah, yeah, that was which rough. is crazy. Yeah, but that, that, that was rough. She was doing some. She got like a nipple piercing and all this weird stuff. Yeah, she's trying to fuck her boss. It was yeah, weird. she got into some things. But yeah, no, that's definitely. I think it's a great representation of what it's like and how hard it is and just how you feel guilty over everything. What would you give the series out of a, a five? Yeah, like a four and a half. Four and a, that's high. I really enjoyed it. I think you like giving away high scores. That's why I got to get you on the YouTube live to see what you do with some of this music. But see, I think on the music, you're going to trash everything. I right? trash music, but show, I mean, but I thought it was relatable. It I was, it was a good funny. show, though. It was legitimately I thought it was done well. They moved quickly. I don't, and I don't know what, I, I don't know what's wrong with it necessarily. I can't really find a lot that I didn't like. Um, I would go, maybe I'd go 4.5 as well. I just criticized you for that. But it, it was a pretty good series. <laughs> um, my favorite part of the whole thing was just watching how, like the dads, you know, like the one dude was a stay at home dad and he mm-hmm. like his whole identity was drawn from that. And then uh, the other dad, like her, 
uh, the main character goes to Montreal for like three three, three months. months, and he's got to like take care. He's got to be the sole yeah, provider. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see. So this is a really good show. I would check it out. What's her name? Kat- Kathleen Ritman. Uh. Catherine, Catherine, I think. Catherine Ritman, check it out. Uh, Netflix is it is the season. You could probably run through the season in a day if you want. It's uh what ten episodes, I think. Uh, half hour Something each. Like yes, yeah, so it's very digestible. Other uh, YouTube suggestions I've got. Oh, I'm sorry. He, it's twenty six episodes. Twenty six? No. Yeah. We didn't watch twenty six episodes. It's we, saying it's twenty six episodes. That's not accurate. I'm gonna check on that because we only watched eleven, if that, and it was the end of the series. End of the oh, season. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's including first and second season. So the second season is not actually on Netflix, though. Is no, it? it's not. But okay. um, I'm glad the, they picked it up again. The, the first episode is, is thirteen. Uh, the first season is thirteen episodes. Yes, and then the second one is thirteen episodes, and the third season they've just started, started shooting airing. Oh, so it, it comes on a, a network. Then. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We'll find out on network because I want to watch it. And I want to watch. Hey, Netflix, get season two out there, man. I'm trying to watch it. This is a good show. Um, so, CBC Television. That sounds like something British. BBC? Don't make any comments either. Canadian. Oh. Oh, yeah, because they were in Toronto and Montreal, and ah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, it's a good show. I'm going to check it out. Hopefully, they get the second season on Netflix. Um, But, yeah, I, w- I would actually say 4.5 out of 5, too. I think you were actually right on your overly high scored. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, sorry about that. That's fine. Um, other Netflix series I would recommend. I don't know if I recommended it on, on a podcast before, but... Uh, trigger warning she's scratching her arm if you guys can hear that do you not hear anything in your headphones i do okay <laughs> i'm um, sorry <laughs> but i can also hear it because i'm like right here doing it so i couldn't really tell if it was on the mic oh no it was or... on the mic um <laughs> trigger warning with killer mike who <laughs> tell me why you don't like killer mike i need an explanation for this it's just that one episode that we watched i was not with the porn or with the uh where he was trying to live off like black money and couldn't do it or black owned businesses and i don't remember no it was neither of those i don't remember which one it was but I just wasn't a fan of him being like ignorant and it might have just been that episode. I also was half watching. Okay. So you don't have any real reason. Yeah, no real reason. I just haven't watched it and you watch it by yourself. Like you'll watch it and then I'll be on my phone and So you don't pay attention when it's on. Sometimes, yes, Brandon. Yes. No government. Okay. Bleep Moving it out. On. Just put it <laughs> I should do that. Um so I like Trigger Warren or Killer Mike. De- definitely some like outrageous type of situations things i don't always feel like like he did one episode where he was gonna like introduce uh trade school education using porno and that was pretty that was funny as fuck that i remember that interesting yeah and then um i also like <laughs> patriot act with uh hassan minaj um that's really cool i want to watch that with you i think you like it okay um i'm on episode three but so far he covered music uh, hip-hop across the globe and how globe? i think Sorry, I can't speak English across the globe. And I think I told you, like, you did actually. Basically, yeah. the rest of the world using hip hop, how it used to be used in like the 80s and 90s to be like social change instead mm-hmm. of just flaunting everything. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. And then I watched another one on um, all the different cabinet members that uh, Trump has hired that the, the, the just did atrocious you see that things said, they're doing. Did you see, did you see that he was slamming uh, John McCain? How can you slam this man? The world loved him, first of all. Yeah, I mean, he can't slam him. And, slam and, he, and, and he's dead. Yeah, I don't really... And he's freshly dead. I don't really recommend coming after dead people. I don't really feel like that's a... It's not, it's, it, it's not fair because they're not here to defend themselves. Right. Yeah, I'm not... Well, I'm his not daughter came out, sidebar, his daughter came out and was like, the world loved him and they will never love you like they love him. No, that's facts. Bitch. Trump's a piece of shit. We don't even have to do all of that. I don't Sorry. even need to... I was no, just, that's I, cool. I, just, it just popped up, that's all. He's garbage. Garbage. Um, so best thing you saw this week. Moving on. Captain Marvel. We went inside. Uh, Captain for... Marvel was a dope movie. And I'm gonna say like, it was long as 
Fuck. It wasn't that long. It was two hours. Two and a half. Two or five. Really? It's just those previews were 30 it, minutes beforehand. Shit, that was so long. We were sitting there, and I'm yeah, like, I'm so tired. The, pre- the previews are long because it's a major... It's a, Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. We went out for a date night, and it was great. And then I took the kids as well when I was home dying, and took them to see it as well. Yeah, Brie Larson did a really good job. I love job. her. I've I loved her uh, since um, United States of Terra. She hasn't been in that much stuff though. Uh, she's like some Netflix stuff. She's been in, she's been in a lot actually. It's been, it, it's not as mainstream. Oh okay. But there's one on Netflix called um, shoot like Shelter or Shack or something, where she's abducted by this guy and her his family and it's kind of like the Elizabeth Smart story I guess. Don't know that. You know that's really famous. Um, okay. It's this girl that got abducted by a dude and his abducted. wife abducted. Sorry, you did to me earlier. And uh, kept her in a shed in the backyard and raped her and they had kids. She started having kids at 12 and had like three girls and stuff like that. Basically the same premise. She's locked away in this shed in the backyard, has a child by the person who kidnapped her and she breaks free. On that note, this is a little mm-hmm. bit of a sidebar. Talk about the thing you said yesterday with the uh, the guy whose wife had the baby after he passed away. Oh, yeah. Okay, That's so crazy. I read a story. Um, you know, I don't even know how I came across it. Just sorry, I'm adjusting. If you hear the couch, my bad, my you bad. Should. Um, about this lady, her and her husband were fairly young, probably mid twenties, and I didn't know they were, yeah, they were no, they were in the mid twenties, and um, they wanted to have children, and it just hadn't happened yet. And for some reason, they got wind of like a procedure after a procedure that could be done postmortem. Postmortem. There's the use of it. Yes, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, so he wrote it into this. We'll all get there. But he ended up dying tragically in a car crash. It was an accident. Never was supposed to happen, obviously. And so in his will, he signed that they could do a sperm retrieval after he died. And so when he died, that's what they did. They so did. How, do, how, do, how does that... Do that do that surgically? They're going with like a syringe or how do they... Surgically... They have to I like, can't see somebody like they have to flush off a dead dude. I think that would just be... I'm getting there. Oh wow, okay. So they have to flush the system and then they have to manually um yank it. I think that's where you quit your job. But no 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 no. The doctor doesn't do it. That's something that I, the doctor the wife do the, it? could do it or the spouse could do it. Wow, that's weird. I know. I don't know that I could do it. I would have to have the nurse do it. I don't what nurse would do that. I don't think a nurse would want to do I that. Mean, nurses do shit all day long that they don't want to do. Wow. But, when, but jerking off a dead dude, though, is pretty out there on the whole. I mean. Yeah, a good bar story, though. <laughs> yes, a good bar story. But anyways, so it ended up being successful. She's one of the 20 women in the world that's, that she's gotten successfully pregnant and had a child a year after he died. So. What's it called? Sperm retrieval? I don't know. Or you know the name of the, I don't, I don't find the procedure because when I post this, I want to put that in there. <laughs> sure to get a few And, and I may have gotten some of the, the information uh, out That's wrong, okay. yeah. but uh, yeah, no, so she successfully had a baby with her husband a year after he died. See, I was telling you, like you said it was sweet, but I'm like, why, why would you want to have a baby that doesn't have a father off top? It's just kind of a... You want a piece of that person. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you keep like some ashes. Or, you know. Yeah. I mean, and not just know. that. His parents are still alive. Her parents are still alive. Well, I, you know, I didn't think they, about They that. get a piece of their son that they thought they would never have because he passed away. No, that's fact. And being that you and I don't have a ton of support from parental. Uh, no, no, no. I, I wasn't even thinking in that vein because now that you say that, that actually makes sense. Like, all right. They, you know, they got some help in that realm. That makes well, sense. And then, you know, and, and I'm very blessed. I have three beautiful children and you obviously are the father of one of them. If. 
something happened to you and I didn't have a piece of you, like, that'd be heartbreaking. Like, I don't, I don't you know break, how to you move. break a toe. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> he ruins things. Anyways. I'm sorry. What was your favorite part about the week? Uh, no, real quick, though. We got sidetracked. Captain Marvel. Like, Anyways. No, yeah. What, I was going to say what you wanted to give it. You could talk more about it, but I didn't know if you want to give it, like, a rating. A rating? I. You five out of five? No. Go for a home run? No. Four to five. Four and a half out of five. Four and a half? Yeah. So I, I really liked it. The one thing I complained to you about, because I'm I'm an overly hard critic of everything. The movie was great, hands down. Build was great. Build was great, right? Ooh. Like the build was great. Okay. Like, but then she just realizes that she has all these powers and she's a fucking badass, and then just obliterates everyone. And yeah, it was so easy. Yeah, like she didn't really have a struggle. It was kind of like she just went, "Oh yeah, I could do this." <laughs> well, I mean, I guess her struggle was more mentally than anything else. Like it was the mental block. Of not and being able to felt, know who she was. And they made it really relatable, too. I think a lot of women, too, because throughout... She she goes this one line uh, after she, like, beats one of the uh, protagonists up, or excuse me, one of the antagonists up. She goes, I don't have to prove anything to you. And it was kind of like a woman's yeah, moment he for was, me. Yeah, because yeah, 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 no, like he was it. very much like, you have to prove this to me. You know, we're going to do a hand-by-hand. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say if you're ready or whatever. hit him with, like, a, a, blast, a blast. And, and was him, like, yeah. bitch. Yeah. And, and, and she also struggled with who she was <laughs> and where she fit into the world. And I thought that was a pretty good universal. Like, yeah, and even being a woman, like, yeah. she was a pilot where they weren't allowed to have women pilots. Yep. And, like, she got knocked down a lot and people kind of talked down on her a lot yeah so absolutely relatable. yeah and, no um, and i like the uh the best friend was real cool to, especially that it was a black lady i thought yeah. that was like good creative like not just i don't know yeah no absolutely and there was a lot of depth and i mean of course i loved um samuel jackson in there and the dude who plays agent like, colson I, like I don't know his name at any point that we get wealthy i want to meet him go for some drinks see if i can get him to like hang out can we go on vacation with him and his wife steve harvey and what's his face you say you say you get invites on that i don't know how to get invites on that no one can get invites on it. It's actually show up? it's a really coveted thing that yeah. several stars have tried to get. I watched an interview recently Let's where like Jimmy Kimmel started trying to get like an invite, and he's like, "I've asked for six years, and no one has let me come." And yeah, I like Jimmy Kimmel. I was thinking about that. I don't really care for Jimmy Fallon. He's a drunk. I, I wouldn't want him on. Jimmy Kimmel's a drunk. No, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. I can see that. Um, he's actually best friends with Justin Timberlake. Question. Sorry. Answer. Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson. Is that where you're going? No. Um, They're best friends too for those. They are best friends. No. Does the black community hate Justin Timberlake? I watched a video the other day and I was like, do they? It's the Janet thing because he didn't support her. I'm telling you. He went back and apologized like 15 times and she even said they were good. But you can't. But once you make the mistake, people don't care about the apology after the mistake is made. Because when it came out, he just totally distanced <laughs> himself, and she took all of it. And, that's, that, and, and he kind of, you know, he's in that line of appropriating the culture. People would definitely say he that. He absolutely does. So, yeah, people people don't really care for Black folks don't really care for Justin Timberlake. Um, but Jay-Z does. Jay-Z did a no, whole fucking Jay-Z album with him. Jay-Z just knows how to get next to people that make money. Maybe. Yeah. I was just curious, and... Uh, um, I bet he doesn't even talk to Justin well, Timberlake now. Well, my thing is, is like, if that happened now with with that whole situation of her titty popping out, it would not be a big deal. I would at the Super Bowl. Yes, it would. Because the Super Bowl is watched by millions of you, kids. You adults. think so now? Yeah, I, I mean, now, I feel like now she would have had pasties on under that just you know, to yeah, be she safe. She would have made a mistake. But, but, and I do think, I don't know, it might not have been as big I think deal, it would have blown over very quickly. But but because of the Super Bowl is so, like it's the, one of the biggest televised events of the year every year. I mean, you got a lot of children mm. watching that. And, I think personally that I think personally that the NFL p- 
probably well maybe now because they're they're under such scrutiny anyways well, i think they made it a bigger deal than it was back then just because they knew how many people were already upset it's kind of like the company getting out in front of something that they know everybody's mad about yeah so they get mad about it too and oh you can never <laughs> come back you know what i mean they try to go through extremes so um so i'm just curious no that's, that's, i saw a video on it and i wanted to ask i'm gonna try i'm gonna put all these little bullet points and because uh, yeah. i don't always do that i'm gonna start doing that now can we Excellent. talk about a lot of we stuff we need to talk about a lot besides our beefs but um so anyway um best thing i saw this week is actually gonna be kind of sentimental i know you say i have no emotions or feelings but best thing i saw this week was is was it ellie turning the shower on by herself that was actually pretty phenomenal but it was actually her at the park riding her bike Aww. because we bought it is so okay for christmas hashtag dads that's the hashtag dads. I you were gonna, gonna do off, something with that. And I was. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to do okay, it. Okay, that's fine. It's fine. No worries. Um, but no, we bought her this bike. For, well, I insisted that she get a bike oh for God. Christmas, and and now it goes like she needs a bike. So we bought her a bike. So we got her a bike, but I didn't put it together until like what a month January ago. January something. <laughs> <laughs> I put it together like January. She didn't even. Oh, she didn't even know she had it either. We just kept it in the office. Which I feel like it kind of worked out well though. Yeah. No. And then he just pulled it out one day because she had asked for a bike and see this is what what the issue was she asked for a bike and then 10 minutes later dad was like i've got you a bike no sort of it was, <laughs> it, was it was more like a couple days later anyway any regardless so she was like she's been really apprehensive to ride a bike like she doesn't like the pedal fast on it and like when we go to the she's the, very cautious we go to the park across the street like she goes you know like five miles an hour and i'm like ride the bike like don't oh right she doesn't want to ride down just, the hills yeah, yeah but at the park the other day i think it's because they have so i don't know if you, you know you haven't been tumbleweed in a while but they have like that little circle path yes i do and um she was just flying i mean even to the point where like a, a, another day i was like man you need to put a speedometer on that because she's moving <laughs> so that was just cool because um i didn't want to waste money on a bike so and it was nice to see she's getting less afraid of things Aww. and yeah she turned the shower on the other day so it's crazy i always gotta like get the shower prepped her sister got the shower. She just went in there. Boom, boom, boom. I heard the shower turn on. I was like, what's going on? We thought the other child I said, did it I said, Isabel, did you turn it on? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, my God. So, and then she washed her body, got yeah. turned off the shower. Got out, got dressed. By herself. Grown, grown, grown stuff. Four years old. That makes yeah, me sad. Yeah. She put a puzzle together, too. Okay, enough enough doting parent stuff. That was really cute. It touched my heart. All right, you ready to get into these beasts? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's roll shampoo. What, what was that? <laughs> Can you make some effort <laughs> into your roll shampoo? Ra shampo, ra shampo, ra shampo. That means I go first. Yeah. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen. So my beef this week, and you know, I I, I was kind of excited to do this one just because. Um, don't do that. I was excited to do this one because uh, Jim Carrey is an interesting figure to me. He is. What are your thoughts on Jim Carrey when I say that name? What do you think? What thoughts does it evoke? I I honestly, when you just said Jim Carrey, I thought of Keanu Reeves. What the hell is your deal with Keanu Everything Reeves? comes back to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I love him. He's a mediocre actor. He seems like a nice dude, though. But he's a mediocre uh, well, actor. I think, okay, first can of all, on that? can he's you He's not trash? a good actor. <laughs> can, can we... Don't you love The Matrix? Not th- He wasn't there in The Matrix. Fudge you, bro. I'm just saying. Okay, so go on. Jim Carrey. I, no, I think he, I think he is probably, he's an amazing actor, but I think he is fucking nuts. And not in a bad way. He's just kooky. He, you know, he's really come into this whole um, kind of like get away from genetically modified things, kind of focus more on uh, yourself. Don't worry about fame. He kind of turned his back on Hollywood. He's really into the whole the government's controlling us type deal. He's one of them type of dudes. But there's kooky. a lot of things. I mean, I wouldn't call that kooky. I just call it different. You know what I mean? I don't think it's necessarily crazy. He's done some kooky things. And, you know, one of the big things when he married Jenny McCarthy and how weird that whole thing was. 
Um, oh, and then she said that vaccines cause autism. Yeah, and then he had a, um, an ex girlfriend kill him, kill, kill herself. herself. Yes, and then the family, recently. the family tried Blamed to claim him. that mm-hmm. he gave her three STDs. Mm. Okay, because so STDs kill you like that. Well, and supposedly she was distraught and depressed because he was cheating on her. So, um, okay, I I would like to address this. Okay, here we go. It is okay. So even if mm-hmm. even if he gave her STDs, yes. first of all, most STDs are. STIs, I think is what they call them now, are curable, right? Yes. So, and I get being depressed, but her killing herself, and this sounds terrible and that's very tragic, is not his fault. Yeah, I don't think when anybody kills themselves, you can be directly blamed, even if they tell you to kill yourself. Because remember, there was a while back, there was a a girl that like... She got... No, she... she she listened to him on the phone while he killed himself. Yeah, but she's still... And she didn't call anyone. Fault. It was her fault. How so? Okay, and she she got charged for this because she did commit a crime. So he, you know what? You do your thing. I'm going to look this up because she was charged and that was her fault. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, but it was not his fault if she killed her okay. herself. Facts. And she had a lot of like mental issues anyways. The girlfriend, the girlfriend yeah. did. And I think Jim Carrey has in the past as well. So he was homeless. He grew up homeless. Aww. I didn't know that. He, um, his father was an artist, you know, who didn't want to work a regular job and his mother suffered from mental illness. So, you know, if there is some craziness in Jim Carrey, he gets it honestly. Um, he was, they, the family was living in the car when he was uh, 12. He was a janitor in 1978 trying to help support his family. When he moved to LA as a struggling comic, he lived in a closet, a closet. Hmm. I think it's dope though that he, you know, had all these Built things himself, yeah, yeah. go wrong and he just kept going. I mean, it's, it's really a. Uh, a note, a notch in perseverance. Um, and so, uh, you know, later in his career, he kind of, uh, kind of drifted into some craziness. He kind of got away from, um, Hollywood. So the beef this week, I guess I should have led with this is him and Tommy Lee Jones on the set of, I believe it was 1994's, uh, Batman and Robin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Uh, Batman Forever is what it was. Yes. With, uh, uh, Two-Faced and... You love those movies. No, and that the Riddler. Was, yeah, Two-Faced and the Riddler. Yeah, 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 yeah and then yeah. it also had Drew Barrymore in mm-hmm. it, and then... Um, Chris O'Donnell and uh, Val Kilmer. They were the Bat family. Chris whatever. O'Donnell, really? Well, that was a Batman and Robin, I take it back. That, I, was, I, was like, was I was like, I don't that. think yeah, so. Yeah, no, that was one after Yeah, that. Val Kilmer, I mean, I had a really big crush on him. For what particular reason? Uh, he was in... I kind of want to, we should go back and watch that. Because I want to see if he was a decent Those, Batman or not. They're kind of he, no, he was a good Batman. No, Michael like he, Keaton was a good Batman. Yeah, no, of course. But I don't, but know see, about I don't like the like the the early Batman's of Tim Burton didn't have no fighting. They were more creepy, uh, but I like the ones that have Michelle Pfeiffer in them. Yeah, that was uh, Batman Returns. She only got fifteen months. We should we should watch that again too. Um, but see, you know, Jim Carrey did a lot of weird things on set too, and that was the problem. And that's he's a beef. what are they what are they called method actors? Yeah, and so is one of the things he did is uh, Man on the Moon, which was about um, Andy Kaufman, and I don't know who Andy Kaufman is, but. Um, basically because Andy Kaufman, I guess he liked Limburger cheese. He would stuff it in his pockets and hug people like with it, <laughs> with it all over his hands and all in his pockets, um, which was just disgusting. And, um, you know, he just did a lot of weird stuff like that, you know? Um, and, but he felt like that was how he best got into his, his parts. He had to live the part and be the part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite Jim Carrey movie, by the way, is one you do haven't seen, which you need to see is, um, the Truman Show, great mm-hmm. freaking show. So he's called Gun Gun Owners Maniacs. He, he he's just a different type of dude. Um, so the beef happens when they're on the set of Batman Forever. 
Um, and they're about to do this scene going into the Riddler's lair. And, uh, and so they're having dinner. Uh, they're, they're, they're out somewhere. They're not having dinner together, but, um, they're in the same place at the same time. Okay. And, uh, he walks in and it's like the biggest scene in the movie. And so, uh, the concierge at the, uh, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. The concierge at the, um, restaurant is like, oh, aren't you doing a movie with Tommy Lee? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I am. He's like, oh, Tommy Lee's in the back. You should go say hi to him. And I guess at this point they hadn't done any scenes together. Okay, so they they're just in the same movie. Yeah, so he 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 walks in and he goes to give him a hug and he says he sees all the blood just drained from Tommy Lee's face and he just has this like I don't want to talk to you kind of look on his face, and he says, uh, "Hey man, what's going on?" And he goes, "I can't sanction your buffoonery." First, <laughs> okay. of all, first of all, who even says stuff? But Tommy Lee Jones is kind of like a hard ass, though. Yeah, you know, no, he's I mean, like, he's always been a hard ass and everything. So he says, uh, he, this is on an interview on the Howard Stern show. Uh, Jim Carrey is telling Howard Stern. He gets up kind of shaky and he hugs, he hugs him. And in his ear, he says, I hate you. I really don't like you. Dang. Yeah, had he, he been drinking? I, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, Jim Carrey said, you know, he didn't say anything mean back to him. He just said it really hurt his feelings because he thinks he's a phenomenal actor and he just doesn't understand why he felt that way. Um, so Jim Carrey went on to say, I was looking forward to working with Tommy because he's a fantastic actor and I love him. I mean, he's amazing, but I think he's a little crusty. I think he was freaked out because Dumb and Dumber had come out on the same weekend as Cobb. I guess that was a Tommy Lee Jones okay. movie. He said, and Cobb was a big swing for the fences, uh, that missed and it didn't work out. I think, uh, I, I walked into the restaurant and I think I made him feel like I was just a bigger actor. Oh, um, Okay. And, he, you know, and so that was, I mean, honestly, this is a real quick one, kind of a mini joint. Tooting, but, tooting his own horn, I guess. Well, and the thing is, is like, I can see somebody not liking him, though. You he's know, very like, eccentric. He's one of those people that either you like him or you don't. And I think I would like him more now because I feel like he's really done, like he's opening up a non-GMO um, organic restaurant in Hollywood because he's trying to get mm-hmm. people to eat better and stuff. So I think that's, I think he's really kind of come full circle. But, uh, but what, but... My thing is, if you got to work with somebody, I've never been an actor. I know as an actor, you stay like long hours on set, and you know you got to be around. You these work people in eighteen hours a day. Yeah, yeah. But I would, I would, I would try not to disrespect my my co 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 actors. My, you know, the co-workers. people I gotta, Yeah, I, well, well, I guess. Um, I just feel like it's such a weird thing to do to tell somebody you don't like them right when you first meet them. I mean, yeah, no, that's talking weird. That's just not like that's what I was like. Is he was he drinking? I don't think so. I mean, he didn't say you know, and I don't think he wasn't. And to his credit, he. Jim Carrey, I did a lot of research trying to find something that Jim just said was bad about him. He never disrespected him. He still says he's a great actor. He says he didn't hurt his feelings, but he, he didn't understand But, right, it, but, right. But, yeah. but, but that's surprising because Jim Carrey is the quickest to say something like sideways if he's, you know. Absolutely. He never, but he, he never no said nothing, Right. He never said nothing bad about uh, Tommy Lee, so I thought that was pretty pretty good. But that's that's my beef, short and sweet. Nothing, uh, nothing too complicated or crazy. And, and Tommy Lee Jones never said anything? No, that was pretty much the end of it. It was just kind of a brief... Uh, and they, and, they, and they made the movie together. The movie was... was Garbage. Well, you know, it wasn't great, but... It's more theatrical. It was very, like, bright. I mean, even with George Clooney in those movies, like, they were very, um... Hokey? Hokey is good, yeah. Yeah, with even with Arnold being yeah, in it. Arnold like, the Freezer. Yeah, it was... Uma Thurman, though. Uma Thurman's actually pretty attractive. I didn't realize She's that. She's so attractive. I was watching her in Kill Bill because I'd never seen Kill Bill. And, uh... I was like, she's she's cute. I didn't yeah. know she was cute because she's like, I don't know. She's kind of funny looking, though. Like, she's, she's attractive. But yeah, but yeah. Like, she has a very, like, distinctive. Uh, when she played uh, Poison Ivy, she was, I mean, she looked amazing. Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen them. I won't go back and watch movies. Okay. Anyways, so going back to when we started. Okay. Um, 
So there was this case, and it was extremely popular. Uh, I got to take notes of some of the things we've talked about today. We got like 15 <laughs> different things going um, on. This young woman who sent text, text messages badgering her de- her depressed boyfriend to kill himself was ordered to spend 15 months to two and a half years in prison. Um, Michelle Carter was 17 years old when 18-year-old Conrad, Conrad Roy III rigged up a generator to his pickup truck and poisoned himself with carbon monoxide in July of 2014. Carter had sent numerous text messages to Roy saying, just do it, and was on the cell phone with him during the suicide, at one point ordering him back into the truck when he got cold feet and exited the air. Yep. So, she very much... Yeah, no, that's different. Yeah. She very much aided him in that and uh, his family said that he did have depression issues, but was working on them and going into counseling and was heading in the right direction where his counselor thought that he was doing better. So, yeah. I get you. I get you. I get you. I got you. Alrighty. I got you. I got you. So, mine this. I got, you. I got you. Okay. You done? I got you. Okay. You done? I was done. I didn't have right. another one in me. <laughs> so, my beef this week is Sylvester Stallone um, versus Richard Greer. Gear? Gear. Gear? Richard Gear. Greer. Gear. It's not Greer. Like the cheese. Greer. Richard Gear. Gear. Anyways. He was about the sexiest man alive at one point. I mean, I loved him in Pretty Woman. Do you know from any other movie? No. Um, My Best Friend's Wedding. There you go. He's a rom-com type of guy. He is a rom-com kind of guy. All right. So for those of you who don't know who Sylvester Stallone is, um, he's an American actor, director, screenwriter, and producer. He's well-known... For his Hollywood action roles. Rocky! Including Rocky Balboa. Um, Those are terrible movies too, by the way. John Rambo. Can we, the, before you go on, can we, can we, because we watched them. The Rocky? The, we, they're all right. Trash. Production is terrible. Trash. They look terrible. I wasn't, they're not bad. I don't mind them. Okay, fair enough. I'll probably get paying for that anyway, because most people love those movies. Um, The Expendables, that's terrible. Escape Plan films, which I don't even. was bad. I don't even know the fuck that is. Um, yeah, so, and he kind of, he, I think he, I don't know why he talks the way he does. Like, he's. I have no idea. I don't know. Where is he from? Did he tell you where he's, he's from? He's from New York. Maybe that's why. He's kind of kind of a New York thing. He's like a, a. He does. He does kind of have that, like, Brooklyn kind of accent, but. He also sounds like he's slow. That, I didn't want to say that. He talks that, like kind of like mu- like mush mouth. Like he can't. Form, yeah, he can't form full words. But I don't know if it's because, like, he used to fight. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He was also um, announced in twenty seven or twenty ten that he was voted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. For not having box, that's pretty good. <laughs> in a non participant category. Oh, okay. I'm like, how do you do that if you never boxed before? Uh, shit oh shit um and he's been married one two three times damn five kids all right richard gear gear you got it like g-e-a-r g-e-r-e is how it's spelled. his middle name is tiffany that's terrible strange uh oh it even says pronunciation i have it in here is it gear was that right it's gear all right um is an american actor he began in films in the 1970s uh such as he's got to be old at this point huh um he was born in 1949 so um he was in the supporting role brian and jamie you have a calculator on your phone 70 70 love you 70 71 72 71 i think 
Um, looking for Mr. Goodbart, Days of Haven, American Gigolo, An Officer and a Gentleman, The Cotton Club, Pretty Woman, Summers, Summers Bee, Primal Fear, Runaway Bride, I'm Not There, Norman the Moderate Rise, and Tragic Fall of the heard of a Fixer. lot of these movies. He was in Chicago. Um, what, what side of Chicago? Like. That's a joke. It wasn't a good one. Damn. God. <laughs> this is what I deal with on a weekly basis, a daily basis. Anyways, yeah. so yes. Um I'm trying to like not read like these okay, so obviously we do a lot of internet research that includes like Wikipedia and stuff like that. Wiki wiki. Wiki wiki. Murderpedia. Um I'm not sure what that was. You don't know what Murderpedia is? Is it a thing for serial killers? Yes, it then is. Then why would I know that? I don't study serial killers. It's a Wikipedia of serial killers. All right, come on. Before the kid wakes up and comes in here and demands I know, I'm trying to hurry. Okay. So, I'm, I'm trying not to read what they write because it's really stupid. Like, you want to hear it? It goes, while so many kids grow up wanting to be rich and famous. <laughs> oh, no. Come sit with me. It's okay. You can come sit. Okay, we're going to hurry this up because she's awake. She I did not take a long I enough nap. I just walked in and she's tired. Do you want to say hello? Say hi. She, she waved. waved. <laughs> Sorry to get in his wave. Um, so Richard Gere and Sylvester Stallone have a, a contentious relationship that began years ago. Um, when the two actors were on set to star in the 1974's The Lord of Flatbush. <laughs> Stop it. That's gross. <laughs> she wiggled her eyebrows and she said Lord of Flatbush. Gere was set to play the protagonist Chico Tyrell. He does not look like a Chico. Chico. A part eventually played by actor Perry King, but Stallone and Gear did not get off. <laughs> Where's your mind at right now? Uh, <laughs> with an onset incident resulting in Gear getting fired from the movie. Sylvester Stallone actually opened up about it about Lord you of the Flatbush. The incident was? I'm getting there. I, I'm sorry, I didn't know. He does this every single time. <sighs> um, in an interview with Ain't It Cool, revealing that the incident actually involved Richard Gear's um lunch <laughs> that's kind of funny i don't know it cut off he ate a sandwich i cut it off i think he ate a sandwich oh shoot hold on this one didn't print it, it, pr- I, it didn't print the bottom line and i feel like the bottom line is the most important yeah it probably told what happened i can look it up for you real quick no it's okay i'm gonna say, i'm gonna look up Daddy? yes baby okay Anyways, so uh, Sylvester Stallone—it was an, a lunch over or an incident over lunch. But uh, Sylvester Stallone went on to say that Greer would strut around in his oversized mo- motorcycle jacket like he was the baddest knight at the round table. First of all, that's a weak reference. Oh, here we go. I was having lunch in my Toyota. I was eating a hot dog, and he climbs in with a half with half a chicken in mustard and grease, nearly dripping out of the aluminum wrapper. That's what he's mad about. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of rude, but... <laughs> Stallone says that thing's going to drip all over the place. Greer says, don't worry about it. And then he proceeds to bite into the chicken in a small amount of greasy river... Or grease river of mustard lands on Sylvester Stallone's thigh. I mean, that's kind of gross. I <laughs> uh, so Sylvester Stallone elbowed him in the side of the head and basically pushed him out of the car. Wait, wait, wait. He didn't have to elbow him in the head, though. <laughs> he, he elbowed him out and was like, get out. He didn't want the mustard on his leg. Um, and I guess eventually the director, it was such bad, like, tension because of it. Um, the director had to make a choice between one of them and Richard was given the walking papers. And to this day, I guess they seriously dislike each other because Richard Greer is a disgusting eater and got grease on another man's thighs. 
I mean, I, 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 I legitimately can understand the problem with the, the grease thing, but I don't think it sounds like Sylvester Stallone had a, a previous issue with him being kind of cocky and walking around like he was a tough guy. But then again, that's exactly what Sylvester Stallone did in most of his movies. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I guess Richard Greer said, er, Gear. I'm sorry, whatever. God. Sylvester says, Richard thinks I'm individually responsible for the gerbil rumor, which is not true, but that's just the rumor. What's the gerbil rumor? So, here we go. Um, I guess actor, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone and thinks Richard Gear is still fo- frosted at him for the whole crazy gerbil hospital emergency room urban legend. Um, Allegedly, the bad blood between the two actors became so intense that, obviously, he got kicked off the film. Um, and to this day, they seriously dislike each other. It daily blah, 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 blah. Trying to find it. Trying, okay. So, they say that uh, Richard Gere was admitted into the emergency room in an L.A. hospital with a foreign object lodged in his rectum. Some say Gere was alone. What, did I say that right? Yes. I'm very paranoid now. Good. Some say Gear was alone when he arrived. Others say he was accompanied by a friend, um, a former love interest, Cindy Crawford. It's empty, kid. <laughs> In any case, an x-ray was taken and it was determined that the foreign object was a gerbil, either alive or dead, depending on who tells the story. Mr. Gear was rushed into surgery where it took an entire team of doctors to extract the animal from wow. Gear's behind. Gerbil in the booty. <laughs> Some variants say the gerbil had been shaven, declawed. Others claim the animal had been placed in a special plastic pouch. Still, others insist the poor creature was Gear's own beloved pet. What does that do for you? Aptly named Tibet. What, what, what does that do I don't do know. For you? I don't know. In any Let case, when this... I am trying to finish. Yeah, I'm just... I just need to know In any case... When the surgery was finally over, the medical team was sworn to secrecy. Unfic- unsuccessfully, we must conclude, Gear went on his merry little way, suffering no permanent harm other than to his reputation, and he has no longer stuffed up little animals in his rectum. I'm sorry, I was just curious. I didn't mean to keep interrupting you, but I just don't understand what the... the I don't know. That is probably a fetish that people like. But I wonder what it does. I mean, it probably stimulates your G-spot. That's how men have their G-spot. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. So what do you think? You think he really had one up there? I doubt it. I doubt it. He, I, mean, I feel like Peter would have come after him. He would have had some issues, but was, bestiality. But that would have been like in the nineties, though, 80s, right? Eighties. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. I don't know. Maybe, but still gross nonetheless. Man, that's disgusting. All right. Well, we got uh, we got children in the room, but uh, that was good. Yours is way better than mine. I stepped my game up. I know. That was like entertaining. Sorry, I had to rush through it because I have someone squirming next to me, drinking out of a very empty. Uh... Yeah, she's doing it on purpose. She knew it was empty. Yeah. She's just like, oh, they're trying to record something. So I'm gonna make noise. Allie, do you want to say goodbye? Bye bye. All right. Till next time. Celebrity beef. Bye. That's the worst.